everyone. Welcome to Supplements, the podcast for learning a small amount about wines and a larger amount about natural supplements. I'm Val. And I'm Ben. Stick around as we rate some wine and then discuss the specifics of a different herb, vitamin, or other natural supplement every week. Today, we will be tasting a red wine from Spain and then chatting about vitamin C. Please keep in mind that while I have a ton of knowledge in the area of supplements, I am not a doctor, and this podcast does not substitute for any medical advice. So today we are trying a different way of the wine tasting. Ben is going to be leading the tasting, and I haven't done it yet, so I'm going to do it, and we're going to compare it to what I think and what the information card says. Uh, Greetings, everybody. You you act like... We have a regular way of doing the wine tastings, but I think every time we've done it a different way, which is good. I think we've been keeping it... Yeah, we're like trying on different ways to see fresh. which way works the best. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we'll settle into a routine, or maybe it will just always be crazy and find out. All right, everybody. So today we have chosen a Syrah from Spain. It's a 2019 vintage. Um, it is called Azules. I'm also really excited about this because I'm pretty sure that Syrah is my favorite type of red wine. And Oh, it's definitely your favorite type. Or it I, has been long-standing your favorite type, as far as I know. I'm literally never disappointed if I order it or buy one or any of those things. So I'm really excited for this one. I've been staring at it. I think you are going to taste this wine, right? And you're going to rate it. And then we're going to see how accurate your ratings were compared to what the good people of First Leaf Okay. So. The first thing I've noticed that the color is pretty dark. It's, you can't really see through it whenever you're looking at it through the glass. And so that is something that I always, I like my reds to be like red. Mm. Not like translucent-y red, but like red. Okay. Got it. So body. Here it comes. Am I supposed to describe it? Sure. Yeah. I mean, whenever I think of, of the body of a wine, I guess I think of. I don't know. There's this feeling of heaviness when it kind of sits, lays on your tongue. I'm not exactly sure how to translate that into the actual like, I'm gonna give it qualities a three. recipes of the wine. A three out of five. Do I tell you now? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, you were very close. According to First Leaf, it's four out of five. Okay. So I think three is definitely within the margin of error. Acidity, I think, is also pretty high. Okay. I'm going to give that a three also. Ooh, we can't go wrong with a three. No. It was a two. When in doubt, So you went C. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but only by one. <laughs> and here comes sweetness. I'm going to give it a two for sweet. And why would you say that? I'm, I'm giving... I'm, I'm Because I just... It tastes a little bit drier to me. It doesn't mm. taste more on the sweet end. Are sweet and dry opposites? I Are those so. on the same spectrum? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. You were right. It's a two in sweetness. That's what you said, cool. right? Yeah, that is what okay. I said. I've already forgotten. That makes me feel happy. Now for the fourth category, fruit. Three. Oh, right on the money. How did you know that three was going to be fruit? Because that is what I felt in my mouth. I also want to know if you can if you can pinpoint some of the notes, the oh, fruity no. notes I'm always so bad that were this. in the okay. description. Hold so on. there's one fruit in particular that was called out by the description of the wine. Blackberry? Can you get it? Not blackberry, close, raspberry. I'm going to consider that a win. Mm, pretty different. Pretty different in the berry family, I feel like. Well, those kinds of berries both disappear equally <laughs> fast out of the fridge when we buy them. So I'll give you that. All right. And the last category, 
the tannins. Four. Mm, very close. It was three as well. <laughs> you should have gone with your gut instinct. Middle of the I road. I know, but like maybe this is why I enjoy Syrahs so much because they're just middle of the road, I mean, solid of, wines. None of these were ones or fives. That's true. We had fours and twos, but you know. Yeah, I don't really like too many extremes. In and so it's just like a good solid red wine. You can drink it by itself, but then like also it would be so good with chocolate. <gasps> Should I guess what the food pairings are? Uh, you can, but first I want to note, going along with your comment of how solid this wine is, I want to note one of the phrases in here that are my that's my favorite from the description is that Syrah is a kingly grape. With a rich history and staying power. Well, I agree. So maybe you have very refined taste. That's what I'm taking away from this. Well, that's flattering. (laughs) (laughs) So. Okay. um, The manufacturer suggested retail price for this wine is $23. As we've said a few times, it's from Spain. 2019 vintage. And that's all the details. Do you... you... Would you spend $23 on this wine? I... Would buy this wine to have if we were having a dinner party. I feel like a dinner party is such a fancy and special occasion now. Mm. If you were to have like a group of people in the house, I would be like, I would just want to go buy every nice Syrah and have it for people. And so the Alazule Syrah would be one of your Syrahs for your your folk. Mm -hmm. Your unmasked, bubbled friends. We're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Very nice. We'll see how we do it next week. Variety is a good thing. Oh, for sure. Okay. Truer words never said. So, on to vitamin C, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, the first thing that I wanted to talk about with vitamin C are the different types. There were approximately 106 different options of vitamin C where I worked. I might be exaggerating a little bit. Different brands or just different different types. types. We had a hundred. Okay. It was not 106. (laughs) Okay. It was a lot. I get stuck. I get stuck on the numbers. (laughs) We had, I think we had more options of vitamin C than we did any other product. Why? Maybe not multivitamins. We probably had the, we had the most option of multivitamins because there are just many types of vitamin C. So I thought that I would cover it. I did not know this much about it whenever I was working and it's too bad because I feel like these are really important things that you could lay out and then people can make a choice based off of this. So before we get into the different types broadly, like what kinds of choices are at stake when you're thinking about different types of vitamin C? Are they being advertised to do different kinds of functions or are they different kinds of qualities? Like are they are they manufactured differently and so they are different price ranges? What's There the... are many different price ranges. And you'll see why when we get into some of those questions will be answered like as we go through. I don't remember what your first question was. I was just wondering if there's kind of like, you know, a general theme of what might drive a person to want to know different types. Well, when people come shopping for it, mostly they're just coming because flu season is here or my kids are in school and everybody is sick. And so I need to just make sure that they're taking their vitamin C, which one is good, is mostly the kind of stuff that that you'll hear working in that kind of department, that people just want a vitamin C. They want one that, you know, they're fairly confident is going to work. 
And they don't want to spend $45 on a vitamin C when there's a $6 one sitting right beside it. Yeah, good point. As we go through this, you'll kind of see why some are priced so much more drastically than others and the benefit of taking one kind as opposed to the other. And hopefully after listening to this podcast, you will be able to choose a vitamin C wisely, whether or not somebody is there to help you in the vitamin Uh aisle. So there are five main types of vitamin C that we carried on our shelves. And so I'm going to outline those. The first one is ascorbic acid. So when you're looking at the label on the back on supplement facts, you'll see that it will be listed as vitamin C and in parentheses, most of the time it will say ascorbic acid. The next kind is buffered. And that's not something that you will see listed on the supplement facts on the back. It's going to be something that's advertised on the front label. So it will say buffered vitamin C on the front. Okay. Then there's ester C and it's a little bit more expensive. So people would kind of want to know the difference about that. So we'll cover that. Then you will see some that are listed as on the front again, vitamin C with bioflavonoids. I was wondering when we were going to get to flavonoids. And then the last kind is time release. And that's also something that you will see on the front of the Mm. label, not on the back with the supplement facts. So ascorbic acid is just the form that's found naturally in your food. There is not much difference molecularly between the ascorbic acid that you find in your food and the ascorbic acid that is produced like in a lab setting or mass produced for your supplements. The biggest difference is that whenever you, when you eat a food that has vitamin C, so ascorbic acid, it's also accompanied by all of the other vitamins and minerals that are in that food. Right. So... These vitamins and minerals work hand in hand with absorption, functioning in your body, and you're not getting that whenever you take a lab-made ascorbic acid. Additionally, the supplements that are just ascorbic acid, they're not made from like oranges or like all different kinds of produce are usually manufactured from corn. And so if you are somebody that likes to shop organic, or you're somebody that watches for GMOs in their product, you have to watch what kind of vitamin C you're buying. Because if it doesn't have a non-GMO label on it, or it doesn't have an organic label on it, chances are it's probably sourced from some kind of GMO corn. And some people don't care about that. Right. Another thing that you can do to help with the absorption of your Vitamin C, if you do decide to go with just one that is strictly ascorbic acid that is not food sourced, just make sure that you take it with a meal. And that way you're at least getting it with some some foods that your body can process it with. Okay. Yeah, that's great advice. I will also be telling you guys my favorite brands for each of these types of vitamin C. And then I'll go ahead and link those on our Facebook page. So... The ascorbic acid, food-based, of course. My very favorite brand is Health Force. The company has actually a really amazing history. I'm not going to go into it. I encourage you to look it up at some point. But Health Force is an excellent company, and they make a really great vitamin C. And Source of Life is also a really great food-sourced form of vitamin C that you could buy. The next kind of vitamin C is buffered. 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 And this is advertised on the front of the label. It will say buffered. With an exclamation point. No exclamation point. Okay. Should be an exclamation point. (laughs) 
People will look for buffered vitamin C. Sometimes their doctor will say, oh, you need to take extra vitamin C. Just you can look for something that's buffered if you want. All that means is that it's going to be more sensitive to your stomach. Hmm. The ascorbic acid is joined with a mineral. So usually sodium, calcium, potassium, or magnesium. And that makes a less acidic version of vitamin C. Sweet. For your belly. So cozy. Well, the other thing that you have to think about whenever you are taking the buffered version is that you are also intaking minerals. So if you're taking a calcium supplement, but your buffered vitamin C is joined with calcium, you are now taking extra calcium on top of that. And the amount of mineral that is in your buffered vitamin C will be listed on the back in supplement facts. So just be mindful and make sure that you check what it says on the back if you're also taking any kind of minerals or a bone supplement or a blood building supplement because those contain a lot of minerals. Well, So you just want to keep an eye on that. Yeah. My favorite brands for buffered vitamin C are Blue Bonnet and Country Life. So I actually took a lot of Country Life vitamins whenever I was pregnant. Hmm. So definitely a brand that I trust, have taken. Is there a particular criteria or reason that certain brands start to kind of percolate or elevate to the top for you? Does it have more to do with the company itself and kind of the practices that they employ? Or is it um, the kind of labeling that they use and the transparency in their ingredients? or what, Transparency what is always very for? important for me for almost anything, actually, honestly. But also some brands focus on certain things. Therefore, those things are better with those brands as opposed to a brand that has 700 different products. It can't be a superstar at every one of those products. And just because it's something that is my favorite doesn't mean that it's going to be your favorite. These are just brands that I know and I trust and that I have taken personally. And so almost anything that you hear on this podcast that I'm recommending, I have taken. And if I haven't taken it, I'm just going to tell you. Cool. The next form is Esther C. You've probably seen it almost anywhere that you can buy vitamins. It's in a dark colored bottle. It has an orange label. It says Ester C on it really big. And what Ester C does is it's a patented form of vitamin C and it contains mainly calcium as the mineral that's joined. So like I said before, if you're taking like an extra calcium supplement or a bone supplement, just make sure that your calcium that you're taking is still within the range that you should be taking or that you want to be taking. It's been shown to be very good for people that have sensitive bellies. And my brand recommendation for that, of course, is Esther C. Hmm. Go figure. (laughs) The next form is the ascorbic acid with bioflavonoids or flavonoids. And one thing I didn't know about the flavonoids before this is that they're made naturally by plants in response to a microbial infection to help avoid oxidative stress and regulate growth in the plant. Good for those plants. I know. It's so cool. And then you can put them in your vitamin C Mm -hmm. and it helps the vitamin C to be absorbed better in your system. Some people wanted to shop for a vitamin C that's not going to hurt their belly. So then you can point them towards a buffered or the ester C. Some people want to make sure that they're just getting maximum absorption. So you could point them towards something that has bioflavonoids included. Flavonoids also, you can buy them by themselves. So I think that, I think that Blue Bonnet sells just bioflavonoids by themselves and they're really great free radical scavengers. So they're just good for you. You can take them 
by themselves if you want. The brands that I like that include bioflavonoids in their vitamin C formulas are Nature's Way and Solaray. Solaray you'll be able to find because it has a little rainbow on the top of the label. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last form is a time release. So there have been some studies that have shown that smaller amounts over the day increases absorption. Which kind of makes sense. And you've heard me talk about this before, just like nerding out at home. Yeah. That if I give you a multivitamin that says take more than one, I tell you to take one in the morning and one at night because there's no way that your body can absorb all of that at one time. Right. And I think we might have touched on it last week on the episode about B12 when you were asking about why the percentages are so high on the supplements. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because to get absorption, you got to overwhelm. Right. And so then I was saying like, well, you take some in the morning and then some at night. And so that's kind of the same thing. So you can take a time release capsule. The only thing that weirds me out about a time release capsule is, and, and I know that they make like natural capsules that do this. But like, what is it made out of that it survives <laughs> all of your gut or just like sits in there for so long? For a little while. And yeah. then your gut breaks it down. Uh, it's, it's fine. People figured it out. I know. And that's, <laughs> I mean, clearly I'm not the scientist in the lab that's doing these. And that's I definitely trust them. But just the idea of something that's time released really bothers me. It gets you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it gets you. It's okay. And it's just not for me. And that's mm. fine. Maybe it's for you. And there are definitely people out there that it's for. If you don't like cutting up your pills, but you want to have them at different times or of the day. Or if you don't want to take a pill three times a day, you just want to take one and then mm-hmm. not be worried about it the rest of the day. Yeah. So those are the different types of vitamin C. Hopefully that helps whenever you're shopping to at least know what to look for instead of just like being completely lost because there really are so many different kinds out there. So yeah, sounds like there's some really subtle differences. So how much vitamin C in general does a person need in a day? I do not have the daily recommended intake, but if you want to run upstairs and get your multivitamin, it will tell us. Okay, so on here it says 100% and it's 90 milligrams, but you said this is a men's multivitamin. Mm -hmm. And I noticed you doing some of your own research. Did you see if there were other levels for women? Oh, there were definitely other levels for women. Um, It was a little bit lower for women, which was surprising to me. So it was like 75 milligrams was the recommended daily amount. But men are generally like built larger. You're taller. You can intake more calories in general. Okay. Uh, But physiology is different, right? I mean, I have no idea what drives um, the different vitamin needs of men versus women. Um, But it did show that the recommended daily value changes if a woman is pregnant or breastfeeding. It It goes higher for both. Highest for breastfeeding. So in my reading, I found that pregnant women should not take more than 5,000 milligrams a day. That's very different than approximately 100 milligrams per day, which Correct. is recommended. But so whenever people, whenever people are feeling sick, they'll take larger amounts. Sure. Okay. Or I hate to say it, but you can buy it off the shelf and take as much as you want. And as I've said in any episode, that like there are definitely limits. You don't want to take too much no. of anything. No, you definitely do not want to take too but much. But if you're pregnant and you take more than 5,000 milligrams a day, your baby can become dependent and then develop scurvy after they're born because they're not receiving the high supplementation anymore. Finally, pregnant women have something to worry about. 
And it's vitamin C overdose. Just don't take too much of it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought that was that's, so interesting. That's that's intense. So you eat so much vitamin C when you're pregnant that your baby can get scurvy when they're born because I mean, because they get like vitamin C withdrawal. Yeah, basically. That's intense. Pregnant women's hormones are everywhere, okay? And I mean, every pregnancy is different. I was kind of on the couch and not able to make poor decisions very frequently. (laughs) We're veering off topic. (laughs) But I'm just saying that like, if you're pregnant and you're sick and people are saying, well, take vitamin C, take vitamin C, and then you supplement a whole bunch and then... And you're also getting it in your food. Right. And I don't know what you're craving. And so like, I mean, clearly people don't do it very often because you don't really hear about it too much. Right. But I just thought it was so interesting. Yeah. It's cause to be careful. I mean, what I read uh, just a little bit about the vitamin C composition for different foods, it looked like one of the best foods was, I think it was red pepper. Maybe it was orange pepper. It was like half a cup of red bell pepper. It was like 90 milligrams of vitamin C. It was like for a man. Your whole day right there. So yeah, if you're if you're pregnant and you're consuming a relatively normal diet and supplementing with vitamin C, you could be. I mean, I'm sure if you do it like strange once territory. or twice, yeah. depending on what you're eating, it's not a big deal. No. Again, we're not doctors. We are not doctors. I mean, you're academically a doctor. I am not <laughs> anywhere close to the kind of doctor that should be giving advice about these kinds of things. Not anywhere close. Did you happen to see on that list of foods how much vitamin C an orange has? Uh, I forgot what an orange was. Orange juice was on the list. It was right under the pepper and it was... Well, they fortify orange juice. Yeah, that's true. I can't remember if this was fortified and it was three quarters of a cup, I think was the approximate serving size. And I think it was something like 70 or 80 milligrams. I'm going to look it up. I mean, if they fortify it, then all bets are off, right? It could be... I mean, I they fortify a lot of foods. That's something that we should... Now. That you could link to how much vitamin C people can get in their diet. I mean, it seems like if you have a kind of well-structured diet... I mean, one that's based around produce. Or you're... Yeah, exactly. Then you're probably getting a good dose of vitamin C, right? Right. I looked it up and a regular sized orange has about 51 milligrams of vitamin C. So yeah, we'll make sure to post a chart that has different vitamin C amounts for different foods. This might be a good time also to bring up that with any vitamin, you want to make sure that you're taking it with other vitamins that they can work together with. So other things that work with vitamin C are collagen, vitamin E, vitamin A, and zinc. I was a little bit surprised to see that vitamin E and vitamin A also are necessary all for each other to be absorbed properly in your body. You have to have them all to get any of them? Well, you should. I mean, when you're supplementing with a vitamin... I wouldn't really recommend taking any of them on an empty stomach unless it Mm. says specifically on the label because that means that it's been researched and studied and that it's better off being taken on an empty stomach. But a lot of times, you know, vitamins can make you not feel that good if you just take them without anything else. Right. In terms of safety, vitamin C seems to be a relatively safe compound to ingest. Yeah. It also, it degrades very quickly in your body. 
you were talking about earlier, if you cook with it, then a lot of the vitamin C goes away. Yeah, it's not very heat resistant. Right, so that would make sense that also in your body, it breaks down pretty quickly. But I mean, it does come back to that point we made earlier, I guess, right? About, you know, peppers can be a really high source of vitamin C. Ooh, but some people don't like them raw. But even the people who like them raw probably like them better cooked. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that cooked peppers are generally always better than raw peppers. So I disagree. Um, I think that... (laughs) I think that red... Provocative. Okay. I think that red, orange, and yellow bell peppers are way better raw. Well, like a Scotia hummus? Is that what we're talking about here? What's a Scotia hummus? Mm, two tablespoons per slice of pepper. Scotia is an amount? A skosh, you know. No, I don't know. That's bit, why I'm asking you. A dollop, a dip. I don't know. I just open the container and put those pepper slice oh, into it. I've seen your dips. <laughs> I've seen your Scotias. They're not friendly for the community. However, okay, however, <laughs> green pepper is a little bit gross, raw, I think. Well, so I would always rather fine. cook green pepper. But the other ones I would rather eat raw. Yeah, we digress. Okay. <laughs> so there are over 300 metabolic functions in the body that vitamin C is good for. I'm not going to list all of those, but... And this is vitamin C in general, dietary or supplemental. Yeah. Yeah, cool. But some of the ones that stood out to me are for tissue growth and repair, healthy gums. Nobody wants yucky gums. (laughs) Scurvy. Okay. We should have done this whole podcast. Not with a pirate. Pirate No. What is wrong? Mm, Okay, later. But really, scurvy is the best one for this. I think I'm okay with it. (laughs) You need vitamin C for your adrenal hormone production. Those are the hormones that your body makes that decides for you how hard you stress out about something. It's your stress hormones. It's also good for immune health, as everybody knows. But if you're interested in how it works... The vitamin C helps with white blood cell production. And I didn't know this. This is very detailed, so... All right, let's hear it. Lay it on me. It helps in the production of interferon. Never heard of an interferon. Me either. I'm embarrassed to say I don't, don't know Don't be what embarrassed. Is. This is really interesting, though. It is a signaling protein that infected host cells make to warn nearby cells to amp up their defenses. So it's like a signal fire. So it's like a cell gets infected with like a virus, and then it shoots out these signaling proteins, and all the other cells around it are like, oh, shit, I really need to like not let that guy come into my house Hmm. it's so cool i didn't know that like your body was doing that i'm really you're proud of your body no i'm just very interested in this you're like yes it's really cool my body has a, a neighborhood watch yeah, you could say that. Basically. The the interferons are like the nosy neighbor that's always looking out their window and Yikes. they're like, hey, yo, look at this. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> Vitamin C is also a free radical scavenger, so it can help protect against the effects of pollution, which is why you can see it also in a lot of topical formulas. So if you were to open up our medicine cabinet, I used to have vitamin C serum from Mad Hippie and a vitamin C moisturizer from Derma E. And I love those products. My face always feels so good whenever I have them on. No one's paying me to say that. I'm just, I'm just saying it because it's the truth. But 
Um, and these are so yeah so vitamin c can also be used topically and like we were talking about before it has a very short shelf life so if you've ever bought a vitamin c product and you open it and you use it and then all of a sudden it turns this like dark brown color it's because the vitamin c is not very shelf stable so instead of using l-ascorbic acid You should be able to see on your facial product which form of vitamin C they're using. If you just see something listed as vitamin C, but maybe it doesn't tell you what kind, maybe choose a different one from a company that's a little bit more transparent. Okay. That's just me. I like to know everything about... What's your question? No, I was just wondering... Because you were... I think you started with free radical scavenger. Yes. Is that right? So free radical scavenger. So it can help protect against the effects of pollution. So not only like bad effects of pollution in your body, if you take it supplementally, but on Mm. your skin. I mean, your skin is your first defense against nasty air and, you know, whatever other... All right. So I did do a little bit of reading about this specifically because I get really interested when it comes to... Um, antioxidants and free radical scavengers, especially the idea that you could, you know, take something which is a scavenger of free radicals in your body and that you could maybe actually like ward off some of the really bad effects or impacts on your health from things like different forms of pollution, whether they be water pollution or air pollution or something like that. Your, your, your face looks like you want to say something. I'm just wondering. Yeah. We've told people a lot about me, but we haven't told people anything about you. And we're not going to. But maybe we can just tell them. So I've studied and then also worked for, what, like 10 years now or so in air pollution research in various forms. Right. So that's so cool. That, so yeah. that's why it's so interesting that's why it's like for you. super interesting to me. I wanted to do some reading and see if you could basically ingest more vitamin C or some other antioxidant and if it would like help protect your body against air pollution, let's say, as an example. And what we should be doing is reducing air pollution, that that's the best thing you can do. It's better to reduce air pollution than to take vitamin C to try to well, yeah. live with it. Um, yes. So that's first and foremost. And I guess that's obvious, but you know, there you go. So the article that I found on NAH website actually is about the high levels of vitamin C that you could take intravenously for cancer treatment. So I'm, I'm not positive that the whole the whole paper I don't think is published on there. I've seen the papers that you read and they're like 150 pages long. <laughs> Rarely. This, well, so I... Some are, though. I read this. I read the whole study on this one, and it was saying that intravenously is different than taking orally. Sure, of course. I guess the idea that there would be a study on intravenous... The, the study itself is very interesting because it's this idea that you're bypassing the digestive tract, you're going straight to the blood, and you can have an effect on cancer cells. So vitamin C also protects against abnormal bruising and blood clotting. And I saw a bunch of studies about how it helps reduce the symptoms of asthma. So that's really interesting to me. There are some things that will reduce the vitamin C levels in your body. Alcohol intake is one of those. So the wine that you're drinking, Ben. Well, it's a good thing. That you took your that, multivitamin in the I, morning? That I, t- I, I megadose with 5,000% of my daily vitamin C when I drink wine. I'm not sure of the vitamin C content in wine. No, no, I do it with the wine. What? <laughs> Antidepressants can also reduce the vitamin C levels in your blood. Oral birth control, which I didn't know before. It's interesting. It's like a very commonly taken thing. Sure, of course steroids and smoking is a huge one 
a lot of smokers are, I mean, it just cleans your body out of vitamin C. That was coming up in a lot of the stuff that I was reading too, was how there was a striking difference between smokers and non-smokers. And there was a noticeable difference between people who live with smokers, but don't smoke themselves and people who aren't around smoke. Okay. So it makes sense to me though, because vitamin C is supposed to help protect your body against pollution. And if Like, you know, you're eating lots of produce or maybe you're supplementing with vitamin C and you also smoke, it makes sense that all of the vitamin C that you're intaking or a very large portion of it is going to be used dealing with that smoke that you are directly inhaling into your body. It makes sense to me. That is a, that is an intuitive thing you just said. (laughs) Another intuitive thing is that vitamin C can damage your tooth enamel. (gasps) So don't get a chewable vitamin C if you can help it. Oh. They make chewable tablets. Yeah, of course. They're usually like, I mean, I like sour stuff, so they're pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) And kids like them, you know? Yeah. Um, One last thing that I thought was of note is that if you're prone to kidney stones, don't supplement with vitamin C. Get it all through food. So that's... That's all the information that I've prepared for everybody today. Do you have any other questions? I just loved this conversation. Well, supplements will get into its flow. So we really appreciate everybody that sticks with us. (laughs) So that is our show for this week. And please remember that nothing you heard here is meant to substitute for medical advice. As always, I will put info on the Facebook and Instagram pages. So this week, you should look for information on the different types of vitamin C and then links to some of my favorite brands for each type of vitamin C. We will try to find a chart with the amounts of vitamin C that are naturally provided in different foods. And we will also include the link for the study that I found on intravenous vitamin C. We will also include links for my favorite topical vitamin C products, as well as a link for the wine that we tasted. Alazules. Alazules. If you haven't followed us yet on Facebook or Instagram, you can find us at facebook.com backslash supplements or instagram.com backslash supplements. If you have any questions about anything we might not have covered on this episode, or if you just have general feedback or you'd like to share some requests for what supplement I should cover on the next episode, please email me at supplements at gmail.com. And if you liked this episode, please remember to share with your friends and subscribe. Find supplements wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>